When Benito Mussolini became Prime Minister of Italy, 1922-1943, one of his first efforts was to improve the quality of education. As a former journalist and teacher, Mussolini was distressed by the shocking high levels of illiteracy in the country. Italy was a mostly agrarian, poorly industrialized country with few natural resources. Children were a major source of labor on farms, and income for urban families. Children were only required to attend school until age 12, and many dropped out to work by age 10. The ambitious program of improvements would have made Mussolini a figure of admiration in history, if not for the desire for conquest and empire. This article discusses education in fascist countries, particularly in the larger, more long-lived states, as the short-lived ones had little time to make changes that had long-lasting impact. The states in particular therefore will be the Third Reich, Nazi Germany 1933-1945, Fascist Italy, 1922-1943, the French state, called Vichy France 1940-1944, Francoist Spain, 1936-1975, and Imperial Japan, which ended in 1945. It will show the commonalities as well as specific examples or variations. Obviously, it is not exhaustive, but suitable for a single reading. Fascist states are identified by authorian governments, state capitalism, where the government favored some companies over others, identity politics and religion, extreme nationalism, protectionism, mythologizing their national past, and, where possible, desire for empire and conquest. They take operational control of as many aspects of the people's lives as possible, such as media sources, but particularly education. As warfare was considered the future of these nations, the population was indoctrinated in a warlike mentality. Education of the children to be warriors and mothers of warriors was paramount. Each member of society knew their place, would stay in this place for life, and would obey the state and party. As each of these nations was heavily supported by the leadership of local religions, the state and the church worked hand in hand in to control education and curriculum. In Japan, Shinto was considered even beyond religion, not included in the Bureau of Religions, but an entire way of life, with the emperor as a divine figure in human form. In regions where the government did not have the resources to set up schools, usually in rural areas, the church was sanctioned to fill this void. Education costs were sponsored by the state and party were needed. Traditional values were emphasized. As such, children learned that there was a hierarchy in life. They were to equate the national leader with God, sometimes mixing the two. A divine destiny existed for their country. To disobey the will of the state was to disobey heaven. The party, the leader, and God were jumbled together. Boys were taught to be warriors and workers, while girls to taught to be homemakers and mothers. As such, in each country, male education was seen as more important than female education. The man was head of the household, and the woman's job was to support his wishes, and threw him up the chain to the leader. In Spain and Vichy France, the sex were segregated at early ages, with girls considered only needing the barest of literacy and mathematical skills. In these two countries, few women attended university, and that was mostly to get a degree in education, irony. In Vichy France, girls learned about the national hero Joan of Arc, an illiterate peasant girl who saved the nation with the help of God. If it was good enough for her, it was good enough for you. In Spain, literacy rates in women did not reach 90% until after Franco died and the monarchy was restored. Boys learned practical skills, while girls learned to sew, cook, and take care of children. In each nation, 
Children learned a falsified version of their national history, how to identify enemies of the state and inferior persons, coupled with ever-increasing amounts of physical education. In Germany, boys and girls had classes in how to pick a proper mate, as racial purity was considered a national obligation. This latter emphasis on physical education increased as the children got older, taking more hours a day. Children were encouraged, and later required, to join party-sponsored youth organizations, often lead by their school teachers. Strangely enough, these organizations taught the children to scorn book learning, emphasizing the fun of outdoor living. Afternoons and summers were filled with physical activity. In later years, many of the now adults said how much they hated school as a child. Boys began military training around the age of 10, starting with riflery, marching, and small unit tactics. In Nazi Germany, by age 15 or 16 boys learned the use of machine guns and heavier weapons. As this worked best in daylight, classroom time was reduced. Educators were usually expected to join the, the fascist political party, or in countries with few educators to at least not speak out against party doctrines. In Germany, educators were eventually required to attend a party-sponsored school for at least one month before getting their teaching certificate. Also, teachers in the Nazi party wore their uniforms to class, while children wore their youth group uniforms. Classes started with multiple Heil Hitler and party songs, all under the watchful eye of pictures of Hitler on the wall. This of course reduced learning time. Unique among fascist countries, Imperial Japan did not despise their disabled, setting up special schools to teach the blind, deaf and dumb, discovering ways to use their unique situations to teach them skills like physical and massage therapy, tuning musical instruments, and other traditional skills. On the opposite extreme, Nazi Germany usually quietly murdered these people where they could. Children were taught to spy on their parents, reporting any unpatriotic speech or actions to their teachers, while reporting any such disloyalty on the teacher's part to their parents. This made the work of the secret police easier, while creating an atmosphere of paranoia and extreme examples of national fervor in adults. Since children could receive rewards for this, many innocent people were imprisoned or executed. These countries usually had a military conscription system, and boys knew the year they would be called up. In Germany, boys would spend a year in the RAD, Reich Labor Service, working on infrastructure projects and farm labor, before their military service began. When World War II started, girls were made to spend six months working for the RAD. Students headed to university usually had this service delayed or deferred. By their doctrine and inclination, fascists are anti-intellectual, and university education was taught to be despised by the masses. Trade schools were emphasized. Some universities were closed, but generally enrollment decreased, especially because so many college professors were imprisoned, killed, or fled the country. The types of degrees offered decreased. Since military officers were expected to be better educated, military education schools proliferated. Here the students learned the skills needed for their military specialities. One exception was the technical military branches, such as the artillery, air force, and navy. Studying the leader's thought was useless in fixing a broken engine or steering a battleship. Here, political classes were de-emphasized, engineering and science being the primary classes. Leaders often got degrees of overseas. During wartime, this lack of political purity often caused these branches to suffer for a lack of resources and support. The German Luftwaffe, Air Force, was an exception to this trend, loyalty enforced by their leader Hermann Göring, and they became extensively involved in war crimes. 
As the war progressed, and the Luftwaffe began to fail in their aerial duties, much of their strength was turned into poorly trained infantry, and they paid a heavy toll on the battlefield. As an example, the officer training of the Imperial Japanese Army and Navy greatly differed. The Army schools taught tactics, severe discipline of the rank and file, and a samurai tradition, which had been previously suppressed by the government. Army officers learned to be aggressive, attacking whenever possible. Whenever this failed, often the only option they could think of was to attack again. On the contrary, Japanese naval officers often got their degrees in the United States and Europe. They had much higher education and initiative, as shown during the following Pacific War. In some cases, countries set up post-education schools to teach political purity and support of the party to groom future leaders. In Germany there were the Adolf Hitler schools and the Three Order Castles, wherein the latter the students trained with live ammunition, often ironically killing or maiming each other. This system of education was most often not for the children of the leaders of these countries. They got the best education, tutors, and went to traditional universities. They were taught to one day take on their parents' positions of true leadership. As time progressed, these tendencies became more extreme. In Italy, in the later 1930s education in any foreign language was forbidden. Italian was the only language one would ever need. The idea of this system was to create a nation of workers and farmers, obedient to the party and God. You would be a worker or farmer, with a barely literate wife, and a houseful of children. Military training, party rallies, church attendance, and party-sponsored leisure events filled your free time. You would be obedient to your supervisor, with only little chance to get his job, who was obedient to his manager, who was obedient to the factory owner, all loyal to the party, under the watchful guidance of the leader. It was a recipe for disaster. Without the eventually of war, the country would become backward and fall behind other nations. But war was the goal. If they would have ever won, the fascist states would have had to fight each other for dominance and resources. As it was, they fell to their inferior foes who outfought them. In Spain, Franco picked the king to replace him, avoiding a civil war. The time of looking backward was over. The dreams of a new Roman Empire had died in war, and by 1943 Mussolini was fired by the king. He went on to rule the short-lived Italian Social Republic, totally under German domination, until captured and executed by partisans. A decade later Italy was still recovering from his disastrous leadership. The potential worldwide hero died an inglorious death. These ideas of education have never gone away. Traditional schools still emphasize them. As more and more political parties in countries taken on aspects of fascism, these views of education become more mainstream. This is a second worldwide calamity in the making.